The goal of these sports needs to be to develop better athletes, better people. And one of the things we want to do is we want to challenge every youth sports organization in this country. Are you about developing better athletes and better people? And if you're not, shouldn't you be? And if you are or decide you want to be, then what are the things you need to do to make your program one that develops better athletes, better people? And of course, we're here to help. Welcome to the My Sports Life podcast. I'm Kelsey Carlson with Fox 9 in the Minneapolis-St. Paul area alongside my husband, Dave. We're producing this podcast for Positive Coaching Alliance Minnesota, a nonprofit that dedicates itself to coaches training. Youth sports training gives a standard to youth sports organizations, provides some insight for coaches and how to inspire kids and, and some character development and training. And our guest today is the CEO and founder of Positive Coaching Alliance, Jim Thompson. And Jim, thank you so much for joining us. It's really amazing what you've been able to do in 20 years. So we appreciate your your passion and your time. Thanks for being with us. Oh, it's a pleasure, Kelsey. Thank you. So starting this up, I'm wondering how you got the idea and how you got it going. What was what was the um, the aha moment for you? Yeah, uh, let me just respond to something you just said earlier, uh, and that is you, you, you said this is amazing what you've done. And I often ask people what's the, you know, what's the most important word in Positive Coaching Alliance's name. And you could make a case for all three, but I think the most important word is alliance. And uh, the first thing in starting a nonprofit and being a social entrepreneur in dealing with social problems is creating a vision that attracts people. Um, you know, I grew up in North Dakota, and one of my heroes when I was growing up, still is a hero to me, is Phil Jackson, who was at one point the only NBA player ever to come from North Dakota. Mm-hmm. People say, you know, how much do you, money do you have to pay Phil Jackson to come and speak at your events? Well, actually, recently got a big check from Phil Jackson, and he comes and speaks to our events. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's because of the vision. Uh, people see what youth sports could be. I think it's one of the most important major institutions in this country. It's often not seen that way because it's so decentralized, but I think it's one of the most important for the future of our country. And uh, I'll take credit for creating a vision that got some people excited, but if people like Phil Jackson and and, uh, Brad Stevens and Steve Kerr and you, Kelsey, haven't gotten involved with PCA, it wouldn't have gone anywhere. So what is it about youth sports particularly that you think is a good sort of Petri dish for growing young minds and making them great adults? Sports is in the human DNA. Uh, They go back, sports goes back eons. Um, You know, before recorded history, people were were playing games and competing. It's... um, so it's it's a very deep thing. Our our tagline with Positive Coaching Alliance is better athletes, better people. That's what you sports should do. And sometimes people will say to me, yeah, but it's really about the better people part, right? It's not, you know, better athletes, yeah, yeah, it's just a means to an end. And I'll say, no, it is about both, better athletes, better people, because sports is so important to people. Um, we, you know, kids aren't going to stay in sports if they're not getting better uh, for not, as an athlete, but the big untapped potential of youth sports is using it to create the better people part. You asked how I got started. It really got started uh, way back in St. Paul, Minnesota. I, I was a student at McAllister College. I dropped out of school after three years because I didn't know what I wanted to do. And, and uh, I got a job working in a school, very special school called 
the Behavioral Learning Center in St. Paul, and it was for kids who had emotionally disturbed uh, behavior problems. And I was hired as a teacher aide. And the one thing I knew I didn't want to do was be a teacher. My mom was a teacher. I didn't want to be a teacher. But I found it was so exciting working with these really disturbed kids and helping them uh, deal with their issues and, and get better. And uh, the Shirley Pearl and Don Chalman were the principal and the social worker at this school, and they were way ahead of their time. I think really think they were geniuses in a way, and nobody ever used the term organizational culture back then, but they created a culture in that school of relentless positivity. These very troubled kids, if they made a little bit of effort, they got reinforced. If they made a little bit of improvement, they got reinforced, and they they got better and were able to go back to their regular classrooms. And um, and I met my wife there. We got married, uh, ended up teaching. And uh, some years later, I'm a first-year student at Stanford Business School. My son is playing sports. And I guess I kind of thought the world was full of relentless positivity because of my, <laughs> my only one work experience at that point. And when I went to my first, my son's first baseball practice or soccer practice, like, oh, wow, there's so much negativity here. So the combination of those two things, the experiencing what relentless positivity can do to kids, very troubled kids, and then seeing what negativity does kids whose parents were uh, high-tech executives or PhD students at Stanford and how poorly they performed. It was the combination, the, the bubbling soup of those different experiences that caused me to, to think about starting Positive Coaching Alliance. Yeah, what's the, the link between youth sports and the lessons that you can learn uh, about team building and working together that um, also translate into the workplace or how you're going to be with your family or, or your friends down yeah. the road for the rest of your life? We like to say that youth sports at its best should be a dress rehearsal for life. The, uh, you know, so much of what we do as, as adults, you know, we, we, I, I talked to a, a, a faculty member a while back and this person was talking about how long it, you know, they, they did research and that might take two or three years and then they write up the study and then they got to get it peer reviewed. And, you know, it might be five, six years before that study ever gets published. Well, sports is not like that. There's, there's a result right away, every, every game. Um, and so you're, you're tested in sports all the time. And if we just keep the focus on, on that game, on that sport, and don't use sports as this dress rehearsal for retirement, we're missing a huge opportunity. Um, I remember when my son was, he was a 10 year old and he wanted to pitch and, uh, he was playing in majors, which is 10, 11, most 11 and 12 year olds. And finally, uh, I, I gave him a chance to pitch, and he goes out on the mound, and he walks like 12 people in a row, <laughs> and the other team scores eight runs, and he finally gets out of the inning, first inning, we're down eight to nothing. He comes off the mound, and he says to me, I don't want to pitch anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, our half of the inning, we got nine runs, and so he said, well, let me try it again. So we went back out and got the side out, and he was a pitcher from that point on. Um, that resilience of coming back Everyone, uh, I absolutely know you, and certainly me. I see it all the time. The resilience I need to, 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 you know, I'm, I'm hoping to get a big, 
a donation from somebody and it doesn't come through or it's way less than I want it to be. And now we got to look at how we cut back on expenses. I mean, resilience is such a key thing in life. And there's no better place to learn about resilience than, uh, than you sports. So how you took this idea, you had some support, but how did you grow it to what it is today across the country with chapters in many states? Yeah, so uh, we have um, we have an acronym we we call VPOM V P O M, and the if I ever write a book on how to create a social entrepreneurial nonprofit, uh, VPOM will be uh, the structure around it. So the V is for vision. We already talked about that. If you if you don't have a vision, if people can't see how things could be different and better, you're gonna have a hard time getting people involved with it. The P is a program. You need to have a program that works. Um, you know, if, if people, we did, we did um, 3,000 live workshops last year. If your pro- program, if the, if the material we're presenting, coaches, parents, athletes, and, and youth sports leaders, doesn't make their performance better, uh, you're not going to go anywhere. So that program has to work. The O is for organization. Uh, maybe you've got a great workshop, maybe you've got a great idea, but if you can only do it in your little town, you do it, uh, it's not going to scale. So developing organization, and I'm really proud that uh, last year, year before now, uh, we were picked by Nonprofit Times Magazine as one of the top nonprofits to work for. One of the things I like about especially is because it's based on totally anonymous surveys from staff. So they could say whatever they want about positive coaching lines. And we got that. And the other piece is, uh, think about what has to happen for a positive coaching alliance workshop to occur. The working with the youth sports organization, the coaches or parents or athletes, whoever, the coaches got to show up. Then our trainers got to be there. The books have to get arrive. The electricity has to work. The PowerPoint system has to work. There's so many things that can go wrong, and I'm really proud that we developed an organization that can do more than 3,000 live workshops without without a glitch. And then the M is for movement, vision, program, organization, movement. When you're trying to change a major institution, an organization is not enough. It's got to be a movement. So we've we've from the beginning trying to build those okay how can what's the vision they'll get people excited uh let's keep working on this program and we keep keep refining it and keep learning from sports psychology and other research uh how do we build a strong organization get the very very best people and then how can we make this a movement so that it's not everything's not coming from positive coaching lines it's 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 a grassroots movement jim what's been your proudest accomplishment since starting this 20 years ago Oh, boy. Um, you know, one thing, I, I didn't think too much about 20 years, but so many people have said, wow, you've, Positive Coaching Alliance has been around for 20 years. And think about all the nonprofit organizations, companies, for that matter, too, that got started and maybe had two or three good years, but they're not in existence anymore. I feel really good that we've stood the test of, of two decades, and, and now we're looking forward into the, into the future. Um, the... I would also say the people that have gotten involved, that have gotten involved with Positive Coaching Alliance, 
both at the you know the very high profile people, uh, Phil Jackson and uh, Brad Stevens, Steve Kerr, people like that are very high profile members of our national advisory board. But we have over 300 local board members, like like you, Kelsey. Um, and we have a couple hundred trainers who get paid to do our workshops, but they don't get paid very much. Uh, they do it because they believe in the cause and they, they love getting up there and changing uh, changing coaches and parents for the better. Um, so, uh, and, and so many, you know, we have people who've met through Positive Coach Alliance and they've gotten married. We've had you know, so many deep friendships. I, I just feel so lucky to meet so many fantastic people as part of growing Positive Coaching Alliance. And now where is your biggest frustration? What do you, in your years left with this, what, what do you really hope to accomplish? Well, the, the frustration is that we, um, you know, we like to say we're, we're growing as fast as we can, but no faster. We want to grow as fast as we can but not grow so fast that we start to have glitches and things kind of fall apart. But the, the thing is, you know, let's say, let's say you've got a, a, an eight-year-old kid who goes out to play a sport. He can't wait to play baseball or softball or whatever the sport is. And then and he has a great experience. So the next year he wants to play again. And this year as a nine-year-old, he doesn't have such a good experience. Um, that kid then the next year doesn't say, well, you know, eighth grade, eight-year-old had a good experience, nine-year-old not such a good, and I'll try it again. If they have that bad experience, they're gone. It's like going to a restaurant. Um, you know, typically you have one bad experience in a restaurant, you don't go back to that restaurant. So there's an urgency about, about making this happen because kids are dropping out of sports. They're having bad experiences. Um, and, and we know that our program can, can help with that. Um, in terms of, what you know what the future is what i'd like to see the future is um you know we we're big on mental models the the double goal coach the 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 double goal coach who focuses on winning but more importantly on life lessons the triple impact competitor the athlete who is a person of character and he elevates himself he elevates she elevates her teammates and they elevate the game and the larger community by the way they operate. And, and we're using a, a, a shorthand term for that of elevator. That's elevator with an E-R, not O-R. Uh, an elevator is a person of strong, positive character who in every situation they're in, they're looking around and saying, how can I elevate this situation? How can I make it better? And we know from research that identity drives behavior and identity is the cornerstone of character. We can say, here are the 12 uh, character traits that everybody should follow. And then you're in a, in a tough situation. It's like, okay, what was number six again? What was number seven? <laughs> um, but to, to make it really simple, if I'm a triple impact competitor, if I'm an elevator, I, uh, I know what to do. Uh, well, I know how to approach it. I, I look around, I say, what can I do to make this situation better? Uh, and I need those strong, positive character traits. So one of the things I'd like to see is coming out of positive coaching alliances is thousands and thousands of athletes coming out of high school uh, sports who see themselves as elevators, who see themselves as whatever they do in life, uh, in their home life, in their work life, in their religious, spiritual life, in their recreational life. They're thinking, okay, how can I... How can I make this situation better? So how have you been able to get people on board? Because I think initially, uh, it's human nature sometimes to just say, ah, 
not interested in trying something new because this is the way we've always done it. So mm-hmm. we don't need any help from the outside. Mm-hmm. Number two, I think people are skeptical sometimes. They might think this is a feel-good organization. Everybody gets a trophy kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and... Uh, you know, people don't want to attend another meeting. <laughs> so you have those challenges. How do you get people on board? Good question. And, you know, I live in the San Francisco Bay Area now. Uh, traffic is awful. I mean, you know, trying to get someplace, uh, you know, to to visit a friend or to go to a meeting at 7 o'clock at night, it's just a bear sometimes. But I have to say that I, I travel a lot and traffic is bad in a lot of, yeah. uh, you know, Fargo, North Dakota is bad traffic yeah. at certain times of the day. Um, so yeah, you're right. It's again, it's the people want to make a difference. They want to be part of something bigger. Richard Nixon or a speechwriter of him many, many years ago used the term, the silent majority. He was talking about the silent, you know, there's all these rabble rousing protesters of whom I was one when I was a student at McAllister college, um, in St. Paul. Um, he said, but there's all these silent majority who are in favor of the Vietnam War. There is a silent majority of parents in youth sports who don't like what's going on, right. but they don't know what to do about right. it. If if their kid gets a, a really great coach, it feels like God's gift to parents. If they get a, a negative, nasty, snarly coach, they oh, I don't know what to do about it. If we if we come to people with a vision, and this was happening in Minnesota. Uh, you know, Lucy Hegard and many other people who uh, helped make PCA Minnesota happen. They said, wow, this is something fantastic. This is We need this in our community. And, yeah, it's going to be a lot of work. We've got to raise money. We've got to, you know, it's, it's going to be tough. But we want to make a difference. We want to bring this to our community. And that when people feel like there's a vision and it actually could make a difference, and I personally could have a role in making that happen, that's when people get involved. So what is it about the 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 coaches training the the workshops and coaches like Brad Stevens that make a difference that not only inspire people to be better than sometimes what their natural god-given talent has given them uh but uh to also um just be better people to enjoy what they're doing while they're there at practice or in a game what is it about those workshops that you think is different and what's happening out there in youth sports well, we, um, you know, I, I, we, we've worked really hard over 20 years to, to deliver a terrific transformational educational experience to leaders, coaches, parents, and athletes. Um, and so, so three of the principles, uh, you know, at the, when we started this, we asked, what do kids need from youth sports to have a fantastic experience? The first thing they need is they need to feel connected. They need to feel connected to their coach and their teammates. And we say to coaches, if you want your players to commit themselves to you as a coach, to your team, to your sport, they got to feel connected. And the key thing there is their emotional tank, which is like the gas tank in a car. If you, if you not only fill your players' emotional tanks, um, but you teach them how to fill each other's emotional tanks so that People become noticers. They notice when a teammate does something that helps the team and they comment on it. Then they're going to feel connected and they're going to perform so much better. Second thing kids need is they need to believe that they can get better. They could be a really uh, not very skilled athlete, but if you as a coach 
and convince them that they can get better if they keep working at it and they keep learning. The sky's the limit. And there we have something, we developed something we call the Elm Tree of Mastery. E for effort, L for learning, M for bouncing back from mistakes. And this is based on 20 years of sports psychology research uh, on how you get the best out of people. This is these are principles that the Olympic athletes use. That that um, professional athletes are, you know, mental skills coaches work with them on. Um, and the third piece is kids want to be part of a, a team that does things the right way. They want to, and we develop the the roots of honoring the game, respect for the rules, for the opponent, for the officials, for your teammates, and for yourself. And so. Um, those are the principles, but we are very, very practical. There's a tool we developed called the buddy system, and it's simply, okay, kids, we talked yesterday about the emotional tank and how if we want to play our best, we've got to fill each other's emotional tank. So today we're going to do a drill, and I want you to do this drill as hard as you can. It's going to be a base running drill, um, and I want you to pair up with somebody. And while you're doing this drill, I want you to fill the emotional tank of your teammate. So you teach them how to be a noticer and be a tank filler. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, I like to say that if you're a tank filler, if you're a noticer and uh, you, you know how to fill emotional tanks, you are never going to be without a job because corporate America wants people that make the people around them better. So, so Jim, what is your biggest hope for youth sports and what is your biggest fear? So biggest hope is that we actually, you know, our mission, we, we've developed a really great training program for youth sports leaders, also for coaches, for parents, for athletes. Um, and, you know, I, I think I, I said before, maybe twice, that we did 3,000 live workshops. People are paying us mm-hmm. to do these workshops. So um, that's terrific. But I didn't start Positive Coaching Alliance to develop a really great training program. That's a means to the end. The, the end is we want to change the culture of youth sports. We want kids who have never been coached by a coach who's ever gone to a PCA training to have a great experience because the entire way youth sports is done is done differently. So changing the culture of youth sports, and that goes back to the idea of what is the goal of youth sports. Um, Right now, the goal of a youth sports league might be one of the board members might, I want these kids to have a great experience. Somebody else might say, I want them to learn the most baseball or basketball they can learn. Somebody else might say, you know, I don't want to talk about this too much, but really I'm in it for my kid. I want my kid to get a, you know, I want to, I'm on the board so my kid can get uh, on the best team and, and make sure he gets playing time, et cetera. Well, all that's fine. The goal of youth sports needs to be to develop better athletes, better people. Mm-hmm. And one of the things we want to do is we want to challenge every youth sports organization in this country. Are you about developing better athletes and better people? And if you're not, shouldn't you be? And if you are or decide you want to be, then what are the things you need to do to make your program one that develops better athletes, better people? And, of course, we're here to help. Um, that's the biggest hope, biggest fear I think is that uh, you know we just don't want to run out of gas. You know we've had a great 20 years. We've made a lot of, you know I, I think the biggest accomplishment we've had in 20 years is we've helped lead positive coaching lines. Has helped lead a sea change in what good coaching is. 
20 years ago, the idea was that to be a good coach, even for a youth coach, he had to be kind of a hard-edged, nasty kind of snarly, you know, mm-hmm. really tough on the kids. And now um, you see it all, all over in research and in, you know, articles that people write, the things that the, some of the most successful coaches say, positive coaching is the way you get the best out of people. And we've had, we, we haven't been the only one, Positive Coaching Alliance, but we've really helped create that sea change that positive coaching is the way to go. And now we've got to make sure that positive coaching is available for every kid. Well, I am so incredibly thankful that I get to sit on the executive board here in Minnesota and get to be a part of this. I definitely get out I get more than I could ever give back from this organization. It's been an incredible experience. And I have three kids of my own. And I've worked <laughs> in the workplace with four or five different teams. And so you can tell when people play a team sport and when they haven't played a team sport <laughs> in the workplace. It makes a difference. Yeah. And building people up, um, you know, it, it's you, you can't say that enough. Uh, because when people in a in a workplace environment, same with sports, when they tear one another down, it is just deadly for the organization. Yeah. So, and you know, sometimes they do it without even really realizing it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they'll they'll make a kind of a snide comment, and um, you know, just like uh, you, what you're saying is so true. When you um, Jack Clark, who is the the rugby coach at Cal, he's won more national championships than anybody ever. I think he once said. We're not one or two smart people from solving our problems. We're going to need uh, lots and lots of people standing shoulder to shoulder with their noses pointed in the same direction to solve these problems. And you learn that in team sports. And that's what we're about is can we help prepare kids? Again, sports as a dress rehearsal for life. Can we help prepare kids to see themselves as a kind of elevator type of person who they're going to go off uh, after their playing career is over and be whatever they're going to be, an attorney, a teacher, a, a journalist, whatever, um, and do it in a way that helps make the world better. Yeah, how to struggle and how to push through things and then yes. come out on the other side. You know, it's um, I, I, I know that you won't run out of gas. I know that you won't. (laughs) And we'll certainly make sure of that here in Minnesota. But thank you so much, Jim, for your time. And we look forward to doing this podcast and interviewing a lot of athletes, um, Olympians, business leaders in the community, because they can all, all together, they can share something uh, from their personal experience about what helped to create passion in them. And um, also, you know, share some lessons, uh, things that don't work in youth sports. So we look forward to having a really fun, engaging podcast here for PCA. That's fantastic. Kelsey and Dave, thanks so much for having me on it. To learn more about Positive Coaching Alliance, head to positivecoach.org. Get the latest episodes as they're released of the My Sports Life podcast by subscribing through iTunes. Follow our journey as we introduce you to coaches, athletes, and leaders who are trying to make a positive impact on youth and high school sports. Better athletes, better people. This is the My Sports Life Podcast.